In today's episode, Laura and I will be discussing, can you help your child survive their teens? Welcome to Who Said You Have To, where we discuss how society dictates to us who we must be and how we must live our lives. In this podcast, we will also help you find ways to choose the life you want to live with no fear or judgment. My name is Laura Schmidt. Tina and I know the things discussed today are not what society has taught us to believe, but I choose to believe in my own ability to see what is truth and what is not truth. My name is Tina Mason, and Laura and I challenge you to join us in believing in your own ability to find your truth, not what society has dictated you must believe to be accepted or loved. The truth is, you are loved exactly as you are, right here, right now. No human is more vital than another. You matter. And you have the free will to walk your own path with no fear and no judgment. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, who said you have to? So, Laura, yes. what are we talking about today? We're talking about common problems that teenagers are facing nowadays in 2022, and they're a little bit different than what we had growing up, and how, how do we help them survive all of this, a lot of insanity and stuff Ugh. that's going on in the world. Agreed. Um, After Mother's Day, this is <laughs> fitting, right? We're I think mothers, so. And, and so. now, how do we help them? <laughs> so, tell me, Laura, when you were a teenager, mm-hmm. What did you, what was your biggest obstacle as a teenager? Like, if you had to look at it and go, okay, when I was a teenager, like, this was the biggest problem I had. (laughs) You asked the wrong person. All right, we'll start with. (laughs) You asked the wrong person. (laughs) We'll start with, what was the biggest problem your friends had? There, it was dumb. It was just fitting in. And when were, when's the next time they were going to the club? And I don't know. I because that was in Argentina, right? Yeah, that was in Argentina. And our our deal was like, when's the next fun thing we're going to do? I think it, for it, me, uh, for like in the United States, yeah. it was, I mean, you have um, the common things that I think you always have, which is the acceptance. Accept, yeah, I wanted, we all wanted to be accepted in the group. Right. But I think with ours, it was, you know, like with our, with my, you know, like our parents, mm-hmm. it was getting pregnant. Right. Before you were married. Yeah. And then, you know, the AIDS epidemic came out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting an STD was like a big, big push deal. thing that they yeah, did I don't know. I don't when when I was in school, yeah. which was I mean, in the I was, 80s. I was pretty wild, but I was a good kid. So I didn't have to. to I didn't. I mean, I worried uh, our situation was different. Like I said, we were always. We were very poor, so yeah. we were always getting evicted from every place. You're like, my biggest fear was eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, it was sometimes it was like, hey, go to some friend's house so you can get a meal. So the I I believe that the common things that teens were going through back then was like, that's a fucking piece of cake. I'm, I'm not even worried about that. Yeah. That's why I said I think I was you were asking the wrong person <laughs> because I didn't feed into the the... And not that any of it's minuscule, but just, I was like, that's not even on my radar right now. Yeah, well, because of the fact that you had a lot bigger issues. Yeah, mine was with, survival. Well, and so, and, you know, me, myself you as well, well yeah. you know, it, but I did watch what other people, I mean, I had the same struggles as they did yeah. as far as, you know, fitting in and not that I would be having sex before I was married, <laughs> but Never. if I did, you know, yeah. getting getting pregnant or STDs or things yeah, like yeah. that, you know, I mean, obviously I had the same thing, the same worries as other kids, but, you know, mine was more of like, am I going to be able to get all my schoolwork done and still be able to work a 40-hour mm-hmm. week? And is my apartment complex going to find out that I'm not 18 yeah. and evict me? And you gotcha. know what I'm saying? Like, and I was the same way. I had a job. I went to school, you know, full-time job 
job full-time school at night. I went mm-hmm. from 8 p.m. to midnight to school right. and then worked all day. So I guess I really didn't have a lot of time to, yeah. <laughs> to worry about it. So, But nowadays, teens are facing a few different problems. Yeah. So. And a little more adult problems almost, it seems, some of it them. Really, it really does. It seems like they're having to deal with things. And I think a lot of it comes with we were shielded from a lot of things mm-hmm. because we didn't have the social media. Yeah. That, in your and face. now, I mean, we didn't know about war and about uh, human suffering and unless there was a commercial on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, I don't know. I always had a recurring nightmare of nuclear war. That was the 80s, Cold War oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, Cold War know? stuff. So, mm-hmm. eh, <laughs> that fear, but... Uh, the first one, well, actually, a few decades ago, the most common problem teens faced was finding a career path, right, and starting a family. Well, and can I get into college? Because that's mm-hmm. that was the era that it was like, if you don't go to college, yeah, you you're will, nothing. You're nothing. You will never be of success or anything like that. Yeah. But the the apparently the number one thing is acceptance, which is similar to to our growing up. So, like the most self assured person struggles with the acceptance oh, from absolutely. time to time, even as adults. Sometimes we do, but um, teens have it especially hard days now to, due to the lack of maturity and perspective. It's taken. It seems like it's taking. That's one of the things I've noticed. Like, if you were. If, Felt mature when you were 18. Now it's like they're 25-ish Well, but, is what it almost looks but think like. think about it. I mean, like when you and I were kids, right? I mean, I was babysitting by the time I was like mm-hmm. eight or nine years old. I was babysitting yeah. other people's children. Yes. I was responsible for other human beings. I would not let a teen babysit my kid. <laughs> and, well, no, an now, eight, eight now. or nine-year-old yeah. babysitting babies. Yes. And the thing is, is that I don't think I left my children home alone until they were, like, 14. Yeah. Much less with left with them with somebody who was not an adult. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't even imagine leaving my 8-year-old alone with- at home, much less have her babysit babies. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like. Yeah. Whew. yeah. So, and it is just saying here for you to offer, you know, their parental acceptance. Um, that there is a study published in the journal Plus One, and it showed there was a significant link between children's psychological maladjustment and per- perceived paternal and maternal rejection. So to help them feel accepted, you need, you know, assure them of your unwavering love and guidance no matter what. And I, I have implemented that one a lot. Like, we have our difficulties, but when we end the conversation, it's... Uh, I support you no matter what. You know, I, right. it's my job as a parent to tell you everything I just told I just told you, but I love you and I support you no matter what you do. Right. And the the thing about acceptance that is is for teenagers acceptance to in their mind is survival. Mm-hmm. And so no matter how many times we say to them Oh, it doesn't matter what other people mm-hmm. think. It doesn't blah 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 blah. What we're saying to them is your survival is not of importance. Yeah. Stop worrying about surviving. If you die, you die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very important for us to, when they come to us with a with an issue like acceptance, mm-hmm. right? I I'm, I feel like I'm not being accepted by my peers and and that kind of thing. You know, how do we help them with yes. that? Because we can't we can't just be what I tried to do was you know the be, be the be the be the cool mom mm-hmm. and then everybody wants I'm to cool come mom. everybody wants to come over and have cookies and hang out at your house and then therefore they accept your child mm-hmm. and but what did I what did that teach yeah. my child? Yeah. So what I propose we try mm-hmm. is we try to help our children find something that they're passionate about. Whether it is yes. music, if it is sports. video games, if it's sports, if it is English, if it is math, it doesn't matter. 
And then when you find what they're passionate about, what they truly love and enjoy, then we start helping them find groups, groups of it, groups of other kids yeah. that do that. And hopefully there is um, someone in your actual, you know, child school yes. or, or neighborhood. Yeah. If they're not, then you know what? You, you keep working at it. and But you're at yeah. least getting them some acceptance. That's you know? something I recommended when we moved here to Utah and my son came and, you know, 18-year-old had to find new friends, you know, live in the same place. And I just kept telling him, find a sport, find something that you like, and you'll meet people there. And sure enough, I mean, he did the snowboarding and now he's, now he's skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, the whole acceptance thing that actually brings us to the second issue mm-hmm. for teenagers nowadays and that is stress. And for like myself, you know, I grew up, like I said, in I was in high school in the late 80s. I graduated in mm-hmm. 88. I experienced a great deal of stress growing up um, because of the fact that I was on my own yeah. already. But I think a lot of times we minimize the amount of stress that kids are, put, uh, you know, back in the day. If there was a bully, you punched him in the face, mm-hmm. and then they left you alone and went on to the next student. Yeah. But nowadays, if somebody bullies you, you're not allowed to hit them back, and everybody says, be nice to the bully. They obviously have a difficult home life, yes. and blah, blah, you know what I mean? And there's no, it's, you're damned if you do, you're damned, damned if you, you don't. don't. Mm-hmm. You know, if you fight back, you're an asshole, but <laughs> then, you then, you con- <laughs> then you continue to be bullied. Ca- yes. Helping your kids to manage stress uh, is vital to them surviving their teens. Yeah. And just them having gone through COVID at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, uh, I can't imagine what that would have done to me as a kid. I don't know. Uh, My son could have cared less. <laughs> he was like up sleeping and playing outside and, and doing stuff. But I mean, subconsciously, I'm sure that added a difficult stress to his life. But So some, some ways for us to help our children to manage stress. We help them to establish healthy boundaries. Yes. We help them to learn how to say no if they aren't comfortable with something. We create a safe atmosphere at home. Mm-hmm. And... We allow them to talk about their feelings openly. One of the rules at our house is whenever we're going to have a conversation that maybe might make somebody feel, you know, like they're being blamed for something or Mm -hmm. that they, you know, there's been a disagreement or whatever. So the rule we have is you may not say that did not happen. Mm -hmm. You are allowed to say that's not how I remember it. Um, You are not allowed to invalidate anyone's feelings. So you're not allowed to say, um, you know, someone says, you hurt my feelings because you did this. You're not allowed to say, no, I didn't, or that's stupid, Mm -hmm. or that's all invalidating. You allow them, because our feelings are valid 24-7. Yes. Whether there's evidence for it or not. They may not be logical, but they're valid. Mm -hmm. So a different way of doing that is uh, instead of, you know, if your child says, well, uh, you're mad at me because I didn't do the dishes. Instead of saying, no, I'm not. <laughs> you, yeah, you know, you say, I understand why you feel that way. You know, if they have put, you said this, this, yeah. and this, and yeah. so I think you're mad at me because I didn't do the dishes. So you say, I totally see where you're coming from and your feelings are valid. And then you explain it. Like, you know what? Maybe I was being a little terse because I am agitated. I asked you 25 times to do the <laughs> dishes and you didn't do them. And so I was agitated 
let's make a plan of how we can fix this. Instead of continuously, as parents, we continuously argue with our children and tell them all the time, do this, do this, do this, do this. You're not doing mm-hmm. it. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. Instead of looking at it and saying, okay, what's the issue here? Because nine times out of ten, it's not because the child's an asshole. Yeah. It's because they're having trouble managing their time. They have an aversion to whatever it is you're, yeah, you're you know, to do. And mm-hmm. or maybe there is, um, you know, maybe they have ADHD. Maybe they have autism. Maybe yeah. they have, you know, that's undiagnosed. But how do we find that out? Yeah. Well, we talk to them. Yeah. What it, What is it about this that is so, that you're having a hard time yes. with? Yeah. My uh, Lance actually brought up a point the other day, right? You know, we like to reward our children. Um, you know, you did all your chores. You get a reward. And we were pretty strict on just giving stuff to give stuff. But then I guess he had this thought like, I don't want, um, like he took uh, my daughter a one of those pops that they have here to her when she was at the theater just because. And I asked him, you know, why'd you do that? And he said, I, do, I want her to know that in order for her to receive something from me, love or, or something, that right. it, it's not, a chore isn't required. Right. Yeah. So that's, I thought that was interesting because that's how we've been rewarding our children. Good job, Lance. <laughs> like, okay, you did all your chores, you get a reward. Uh, but does that show like, oh, I have to do stuff in order to earn? Right. I mean, a, pot, a soda isn't a sign of love, but it was well, the thought that count. Like, oh, he thought about her when he was passing there, so he took it to her. You know what I mean? I think that that is, I think that is a sign of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is a sign of, I was thinking of you, and I'm proud of you as a human, yeah. and I love you. And, you know, and we can always go too far the other way, too. Yes. Whereas, and what sometimes will happen is... If you're constantly rewarding for doing chores, Mm -hmm. I learned this one, (laughs) then that puts your children in the space of choosing how, how badly do I want the reward reward. as opposed to when we had all four at home, you know, they had this marble system. Like every time they did a chore, they got marbles and then they got to turn in their marbles for for, for something. Right. Right. And then it just turned into, well, I get a marble if I feed the dog. So I'm going to do the easy chore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then none of the big chores were getting done. And with four kids, we needed some chores done, right? So we had to reevaluate that one. Hello, amazing listeners. Sorry for the interruption, but Laura and I wanted to ask for your help. There is this cool program that we use called Patreon. When you sign up for Patreon under Who Said You Have To, you will get exclusive gifts from Tina and me. For as little as $5 a month, you can get bonus content, live videos with Laura and me, which coffee and wine. <laughs> Fully clothed. <laughs> As well as an awesome Who Said You Have To sticker. Another way to help us is to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are how we grow our listenership. Laura and I love doing this podcast and we truly appreciate all of your support. Now back to the show. Anywho, back to their feelings and their stress. Right. So like you said, just let them be open about their feelings and do not... Don't invalidate those feelings. Yeah. Um, but, But you also don't have to... You know, if somebody says, you're mad at me because I didn't do the dishes. If you're not mad at them and you did not indicate in any way that you were, then, you know, it's, you know what? You are absolutely allowed to (laughs) feel that, that your feelings are valid. But that's not my truth. That's not, that's not where I'm coming from. I don't feel that I exhibited anything that shows that. Yes. And could you please show me what it was so I don't repeat it? Let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have to automatically give in. And this is how we start to teach our children how to be rational. Yes. And also how to communicate with people and how to have their own self-acceptance 
and also to take responsibility for their behavior and also to hold other people responsible for their behavior. Mm-hmm. Because one of the big epidemics in this world that society has created yes. is how many times do we hear in our office, how many times do we hear other people apologize <sighs> for something that has nothing to do with them? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I will, I'll, Tell, you know, tell a client, hey, sorry, I couldn't get back to you sooner. You know, we had an emergency here. Oh, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Yeah. Because somehow, some way, you knew that by, <laughs> and you didn't interrupt me. Yeah. Because I didn't stop what I was doing and get to back answer. to you. Yeah. Now, had you have said it's an emergency and I've got to talk to you right now and I interrupted what I was doing and called you and you said, what? What color of toenail polish should I use? <laughs> yeah, then you can apologize. You then you can apologize for interrupting me. Yes. You know what I mean? But teaching our children to not apologize for other people's behavior yes. is is part of removing that stress mm-hmm. because then they realize I'm only responsible for my for behavior. My behavior. Yeah. And what does that stress lead to, Laura? Yes, the big one. The oh, it's it's makes me anxious and depressed. <laughs> so depression and anxiety. Uh so big, you know, and more than ever before, the teens are battling depression and anxiety. And I know a lot of teens that shot out, you know, precipitated it was COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, the fear that got put into to so many kids and they're not knowing how to deal with it. You know, at that age, how do you deal with it? So some some studies have shown that depression is linked also with social media. And we've talked about this in, in mm-hmm. one of our episodes as well. So regardless of what the source is, you know, it's crucial for us to watch the for the signs, you know, depression and anxiety and find a trustworthy doctor or therapist, you know, to um, for your te- for your teen to show their symptoms, you know, not show, but to explain their symptoms and, and get a diagnosis if right. needed. And also one of the things that I, I hope that people are so pay attention to this, parents. Here we go. Yes. So depression, I'm going to explain what depression, anxiety, what the body is saying. So depression is the body's way of saying, I don't want to play this character anymore. Mm-hmm. While that can be wonderful in a teen, it can also be life-threatening. Yes. Because if a teen that does not have life experiences says, I don't want to play this character anymore, the where the where they are at in their brain at that time because they haven't experienced how cycles of life happen and they but they get stuck in this space of believing this is this is all I'm ever going to be this mm-hmm. is all I'm ever going to have I'm always going to feel this way and that can lead to self-harm yes which we will talk about next but it is in it is a sign to you when they have depression that they are in a space that they are they have become someone that they don't want to be mm-hmm. that they are in a space they don't want to be in and they don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. So it is our job to then sit down and talk to them and say, hey, how can we help you? Yeah. Like, what can we do? And, you know, sometimes it is, you know, I'm I'm captain of the football team and I really hate football. Yeah. And I just don't. I, I actually, did it because my dad did it. Or, I did it because mm-hmm. daddy told me I had to and yeah. that he would. That, that's how he was going to be proud of me. And that opens up another area for you to be able to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also anxiety. So anxiety is when we are living in that space of ourself, of where we know uh, our divine spirit knows that we are in complete happiness. We're, we're exactly where we want to be the life Mm -hmm. that we want to live. We, We have this euphoric high, right? And it's like everything in the world is wonderful, blah, blah, blah. 
And then society comes in and says, you're not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not tall enough. You're not rich enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not smart enough. You're not enough. So what that creates is our divine spirit and our conscious mind. They start fighting Mm -hmm. and they're both made of energy. So everybody out there, if you're not driving, if it's safe to do it, Mm -hmm. I want you to put your hands together and I want you to rub them back and forth. So two forces of energy rubbing back and forth. And what's happening? Your hands are heating up. And all of a sudden, this electrical, uh, static electricity is going through your body and you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin. Mm -hmm. It is a physical response to an emotional situation. Yeah. And if that keeps happening, it's time to sit down with your teen and say, hey, so this is what's going on with your body. Who do you want to be? Because as their parent, we're going to love them no matter who they choose to be. An alternative to think of when kids don't want to go to a traditional doctor, teenagers respond really well to energy healing. Because there is no authority. Mm-hmm. There is no authority in it. It's, it's them. It is them. them. doing the work. And it them. is them. It is someone teaching them. It's not an adult telling them, this is what's wrong with you. Take this pill. Mm-hmm. It is energy healing has a whole different premise and it is saying to the child, here's the tools. I'll help you if you want, Mm -hmm. but if you don't want it, that's okay because you're loved either way. And it's giving them back some power because teenagers feel constantly like they have no power. They believe in their brain that they're old enough to make their own decisions, (laughs) but they have no ability to do so, nor should they, (laughs) but they have no ability to do so. And... I'm giving my opinion, mm-hmm. not, I'm not telling anybody, take them to an energy healer instead of a doctor or a psychiatrist. That's not what I'm saying. No. I am saying if your child refuses to go to a doctor, to a medical doctor. Yeah. Give them an alternative. Give them an alternative because I, I have seen many times I have seen um, children who refuse to go to doctors or refuse to talk to therapists mm-hmm. respond better to that alternative healing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with the therapist, a lot of it comes down to it's like you're the problem or what are you going to, you know, versus – because, I mean, it is our own self that creates these issues. But when you're telling a teen you're the problem is when they immediately get get defensive. Exactly. (laughs) And and a lot of times the the issue can be environmental. Correct. The issue can be within themselves, but they're doing it because they want their parents' love or they – you know, and a lot of times it is – I believe my this is what my parents want me to be, not mm-hmm. because the parents said that. No, it's just a, but because it's what they that. what they perceived. Yeah. It is just it's like you said, it's just an alternative way to help your to kids help if traditional ways aren't working. Yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, I I know in this area, very very high in Utah, uh, drug usage. Oh, yeah. And it is, um, I'm assuming, I do not have the exact facts, but it is the depression, the stress, the self-medication, and also religious beliefs that go on in this well, in this community. Re- religious judgment. Judgment, correct. Yeah. Not beliefs, correct. Yeah, it is the religious, religious judgment. judgment. And it is very high. So parents, just be aware. Um, don't knock, you know, that 
teenage boy or girl that's locked in their room. Don't just say, oh, it's, they're teenagers. No, mm-hmm. there's something going on. Teen- teenagers should want to be outside with their friends, having fun, mm-hmm. um, doing stuff, not locked up in their room. There, exactly. There's something deeper than that. And I speak from experience on that. My yep. son went through a period of, of some stuff, and he was in his room most of the day. And that would unlike him, you know, because he was always very active. And I just threw, I was like, oh, he was my firstborn. I was like, here's the teenage years. Here they come locking themselves in the room. And luckily we were able to to stop that. But, yeah, just pay attention to that. Yeah, because self-harm is so is huge. You know, drugs are oftentimes seen as a method of coping. Mm-hmm. And they can be. They absolutely can be, you know, drugs and alcohol can be a method of coping, but they can also be a method of Mm self-harm. You know, there are things that that I didn't grow up with that I found out about for my kids, you know, when my, when I had children and that was things like cutting Mm -hmm. and because I'm a wimp and I am not going to create pain, but I also understand that. I, I myself haven't personally done it, mm-hmm. but I it's it is a way of punishing yourself for not being enough. Yeah, and it's an, it's also a distraction from the pain they're from feeling. The inside. I was pain. a school nurse for a few years, and the cutting. Um, it wasn't in Utah. It was another state. It was in Texas, and the cutting was a big, yeah, big deal among mostly girls. Yeah, that's that's well, I had all girls, so yeah, yeah, mostly girls. So yeah, the the self harm with the drugs and the alcohol. And what is one of the one of the big, huge factors that are causing these depression and the anxiety and self-harm, and that is, Laura? Mm, bullying. Bullying. Judgment. Yeah. Right? Bullying judgment. I, uh, myself, uh, I'm not going to go into it here, but um, we will probably be doing a podcast on it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I am well acquainted with bullying from my childhood and from um, issues that my children themselves went through. And even with all of the anti-bullying programs today, it still remains an issue. I mean, it is a big issue, you know, because they, teens everywhere are facing all of this torment from their peers. And it's on a daily basis. And it's not necessarily just a bully that goes up and punches you. or No, those are the easy ones because that heals. It's the ones that, you know. Traumatize you verbally. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I had a young woman who was struggling with her weight and she had this one kid who they were they were in class and they had this was a they were in high school mm-hmm. and um, they were in class and they had a substitute teacher and the class was just being unruly and all this stuff and mm-hmm. so the substitute teacher said hey you know if you guys you know don't calm down I'm gonna you know your teacher told me to give you uh, homework. Yeah. But anyway, so my clients um, said to the class as a teenage girl, she said, hey, everybody be quiet because I don't I have plans tonight. I don't want homework. I want me. Yeah. And this one kid who was always tormenting this young lady yells to the entire class, everybody be quiet. Fatty's going to bleed gravy all over us. And wow. the teacher said nothing. nothing. The teacher said. I would have tackled that kid. (laughs) (laughs) And the students, because they had learned, because this kid was such a bully, Mm -hmm. the the other kids, there was the nervous chuckle because they didn't, they They wanted to validate him because they didn't want to go against him. But they also didn't stick up for her either. And it, that one event affected this young girl 
all the way into her late 20s oh, yeah. because they didn't That's stand up cruel. for her. Yeah. You know, and so teaching our children not only how to, and we do, we actually have a very good who said you have to podcast on bullying mm-hmm. and how to help teach our children. So I suggest that you go to our who said you have to, which is on uh, every platform, all, platform yeah. all of them, and listen to that if your child is dealing one. with bullying and let your child listen to it. Just help them to find that space. The biggest, I think, ally with bullying is self-love. Oh, 100%. And it's very hard to teach kids because they're growing up with all this, you know, trying to figure out who they are. Right. Number one. And, um, you know, missing that self-love. Yeah. Just because they're comparing themselves and wanting to be like somebody else. But teaching it as a child as opposed to an adult. Yes. That would save a lot. So I I think with, um, they'll encounter the bullies, but they'll have enough self-love, hopefully, to, to just let it slide off. Yeah. You know. So this is the end of um, part one, one of a part two series on how to help your child survive their teens. Yes. And we do have five more things that we're going to be going through in our next episode. So, Laura, as always, great talk. Yes. And let's just, on top of everything, pray for our children. Yeah. Send them, whether you believe in prayer or just sending good energy Light and, and good vibes. Light and love. Um, this generation is facing a lot i see it with my son's friends that come over and their traumas and and you've seen my son's friends as well and and you the insane things that they've gone through already in 18 years you know and and i see it with my daughter coming up 12 so it's it's to me it's very scary there's nothing i can do to save the whole world but i'll start at home right there you go um, you go. Start with start with your kids. Mm-hmm. So hope you have a great rest of your week. You are loved exactly as you are. Pass Peace. that on to your children. Yes. Peace. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or you have a question, please feel free to contact us via email at whosaidyouhavetou at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about free will healing, Tina or me, visit our website at www.freewillhealing.com. And also, please check the show notes for all of our Who Said You Have To social media links on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can follow or subscribe to get updates for any upcoming events or personal appearances near you. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, Who who Said said You Have have to? To?